He started life as a real estate developer in New York. He is now a worldwide film producer and developer and distributor, and the guy owns everything but the popcorn. His new movie is Colin Firth in Operation Mincemeat. I now give you Charles Cohen. Okay, Charles, Charles, I have just given you the world's greatest interview. You are one of the world's greatest people all of a sudden doing movies. Tell me now about this fabulous movie that you screened last night. It was fabulous. Tell me about it. Well, Operation Mincemeat is a, it's a true story. And uh, it had been uh, brought to the screen uh, several years ago, several decades ago, but it wasn't the actual true story because until the late 90s, the British government had kept the actual um, intelligent files uh, secret. And uh, when those files were uh, uh, revealed to the public or available to the public, uh, the the author, Ben McIntyre, uh, thought that this was a fascinating subject for the to expose how this uh, very unusual and uh, creative deception, um, which actually saved tens of thousands of lives, and some have uh, uh, some have have said that it actually changed the course of uh, World War II and the uh, and hastened the uh, hastened the end of it. So it was just a fascinating story, and um, I had read the book and thought the book was just a great book. It was a very, um, if you divided the book into three sections, the first section was very engaging about how the two lead characters, Ian Montague and Charles Chumley, came together with the 20 committee, which was the double cross committee, which was uh, the um, Churchill's committee that dealt with all kinds of deceptive plans like uh, uh, artificial tanks and and uh, other things to uh, fool uh, the uh, aircraft that would fly over the surveillance aircraft and and uh, it was all about a psychological way to win the war and 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 the story then goes into the second part which was a very technical part it was very forensic and that was somewhat troublesome it's kind of hard to get through but the third part is a terrific and rousing finale. So when I read this book, I thought that how can you possibly make it should be a movie. It had been a movie. But how do you fix the middle of the of the story? Wait a second. I, we don't wait a second before you tell us that you don't have a, you have to tell the people listening what the movie is about. We don't even movie, know what your movie is about. So this movie is about and, and I would think that many people may have heard of a far fetched tale like this, which is where. British intelligence came up with the idea it was necessary to divert the Nazi ground forces into thinking that the Allied invasion of Sicily, which was critical to winning the war in Europe, was not going to happen in Sicily, but was going to happen in Greece, which is much further east. They wanted to go to Sicily because Sicily led to the boot of Italy and to Rome, going to, to, to actually force Hitler into a corner by going from the south. Later on, the uh, Americans and the British came from the west to France and through D-Day. So the idea was, and it was uh, Lieutenant, um, uh, uh, Lieutenant uh, Ian Fleming, the famous author of James Bond, who came up with this idea of finding a suitable corpse and um, fooling the Germans into thinking that this corpse had been drowned and they created this backstory together with 
paperwork in a uh, shackled briefcase, top secret briefcase to the body, which contained a letter from one general to another explaining that this mission was going to happen in Greece, which it wasn't going to happen. It was fake. It was all fake. The body was fake. The, the plan was fake. Everything was fake. And um, this is the story of how it came to be, how they found the dead body, who the who the man was who had died that became the you know the the corpse that was used in the in this in this subterfuge um and uh okay and this is a case. british this is a british spy movie it's yes. called operation mincemeat and it means we should see it today because things are now happening over in europe which are awful and the timing for this is absolutely perfect absolutely perfect how did you how did you get to do this since you weren't then a producer were you no i had produced frozen river back in 2007 yeah. and 8 so this was now 2010 i had become a uh a film distributor at the time we became the and i think we still are one of the most prolific distributors of french cinema and foreign language cinema as well as documentaries and other things um, but I thought that this would be a great film. And, and as I mentioned earlier, the middle part of the book, the way that I thought we should solve that the problem was to turn it into a romance or at least the illusion of a romance. And, and, the, and the film, as, as, as reflected from the book, is all about things are not what they appear to be and relationships are not what they appear to be. And um, there was the reference to corkscrew thinking and and uh, and and how spies, uh, you know, double agents, triple agents, all of that. This is all wound up in a really clever screenplay. And yeah, um, yeah. I found a fabulous screenwriter by the name of Michelle Ashford. She was actually the second screenwriter that, that tried this. The first one was a young man and the, the script just didn't work. It, it just didn't come alive. And Michelle loved the material. And she had, uh, this is her first film that she's done. She has been a very successful um, uh, showrunner uh, uh, for Masters of Sex. She wrote that show together with John Madden, who directed it, who directed Operation Mincemeat. Okay, let me get to Colin Firth. How did you get to Colin Firth? Wasn't he, was, was that the age of the person in real life? No. Ian Montague was late 30s, early 40s, I believe, probably early 40s. He came from a Jewish banking family. Montague is not the name that they were born with. The real name was Samuels. And um, they changed their name to kind of conceal their Jewish identity in, in Great Britain, which is not unusual. And especially during, uh, you know, World War One, World War Two. And um, Colin Firth, and John Madden have had a relationship for a long time. Colin had a small part in, in uh, John's uh, probably most well-known film, which won the Academy Award, Shakespeare in Love. John directed that. He did a masterful job. So he and Colin have, are, I believe, neighbors and have had relationships, uh, have, have had a relationship for many, many years. And um, he was interested in the movie. And because uh, Colin was in his late 50s and this character was in their early 40s, that we had to... Um, find a way to make the relationship with Jean Leslie, who's in her probably late 30s, uh, mid 30s, more palatable and more believable so that it didn't appear to be that this was a 
uh, a man who was, uh, you know, old enough to be a, an uncle, so to speak. Okay. We wanted to make Tell it me out. now, some of the scenes are really terrific. I mean, the war scenes and the, and the ocean scenes. Tell me how a couple of those scenes were filmed. Those were primarily CGI because we had a very small budget for a movie like this. I think the picture looks like a $50 million movie, and it costs yeah, it in, the lo- in the low 20s. Okay, okay. Well, I don't know how you did all of that. I'm not sure. And you also, you, you, you got a character to portray Churchill. Wasn't that something, a decision that had to be made by everybody, why you would try to bring up Churchill? In well, Churchill, life? Was, Churchill was a very important part of the of the story. Without his approval and and uh, persistence in uh, in uh, the twenty committee pursuing this far fetched plan, it never would have come to pass. And we were fortunate in attracting John through his relationships in theater in London and 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 Great Britain and all the great film work he's done. Is that we attracted Simon Russell Beale who is a very highly respected stage actor, and he's starring now in the Lehman Trilogy in the United States. So we were fortunate in having him. I think he did a marvelous job. Okay, now tell me a little bit, since you have real estate in New York, can you tell me what is going to happen to New York in your view, and when will it come back? It's going to take some time. I think that New York has been through this before, we were fortunate in having Giuliani as mayor uh, years ago. We were fortunate in having Bloomberg. Even before that, we were fortunate in having Ed Koch. And uh, New York has come back in my lifetime at least three times, maybe more. And uh, there are cyclical issues. There are problems that um, need to be solved. We have a perception and a reality of that there is a lot of crime going on, that the subways are not safe. And remember, we're coming out of a pandemic, which is something that we've never known in our lifetimes. The one that happened uh, in 1916 was a long, long time ago. And, uh, you know, thank God we have the medical advances and the science and the technology to be able to develop a vaccine as fast as we did. And um, it was a very difficult time. So, you know, you have that together with the crime, together with now we have inflation, we have all the uncertainty. We have a natural divisiveness that is, you know, we've been living with for the last uh, uh, five or six years. So we have a lot of issues that we've got to deal with. But I think New Yorkers are very resilient. They're very creative. Um, Americans have always been very industrious. Uh, we've always okay, rallied. Tell me about, the, tell, tell me about the, the real estate. People are telling me that they're moving out there. Everybody over the age of 11 is going to Florida. We understand that. But why is the real estate going heavily? Getting an apartment is costing a fortune now. Who is buying in when everyone is going out? Well, everyone is not going out. I think that we saw the flight to Florida. That is a certain person. It wasn't just Florida. It was the suburbs. It was Connecticut. It was, uh, uh, you know, other other places. Uh, remember why people wanted to get away from the pandemic. I mean, that was a large, uh, you know, a, a major factor in relocating to fresh air and sunshine and uh, and, and getting out of a, a you know, a, you know, apartments. Well, okay. people are moving in. People are moving in New York. Remember, until rents just started to spike a few months ago, rents were down 
substantially. New York was perceived as a bargain, but New York still enjoys the reputation throughout the world as the place to be. And as you know, as a longtime New Yorker, that this phrase, when you're leaving New York, you're leaving town, is, is the same now as it's always been. New York, the Big Apple, has always been the place for culture. And remember, culture was shut down. Theaters were closed. Movie theaters were closed. Restaurants were closed. Department stores and retail stores were closed. So there was, you know, when you take all those things away, why would we want to be? New York City lost its soul for a while, and now it's regaining it. That's the way I don't I think there is any other place in the whole world but New York. New York is the capital of this world. Absolutely. And I worry. I worry about it. I know you've got real estate. You and I live near one another, and we see what's happening to the real estate. I'm just worrying about it. That's all. And Don't I'm, worry. I'm just... Don't worry. You've got to look at the long term. You've got to look at the big picture. And um, you stayed. I stayed. Because we love, there's so much about New York we love. And do we have problems? There are problems everywhere. Every city has challenges. Every country has challenges. And, and we see that. But thank God we live in a country where we can voice our opinion, we can vote, we don't have to worry about religious persecution, but we do worry about anti-Semitism, we do worry about racism, and, and, uh, but at least we can have a dialogue. We just have to get on top of crime, and we have to let the police do what they are trained to do, which is to maintain law and order. Without that, and we have we to get have rid of the idiot mayor we have now. We also have to get rid of this idiot mayor now who I only wants to show on TV. That's all he wants. I think you're being precipitous. I think we should give him a chance. It's only been a few months. I think that it's he, enough. Well, he's got it's he, enough. Uh, if we if we don't give him a chance, what choice do we have? We've got, you know, three and a half years to go. It's a long time. Well, we've got to work I think with what he's we awful. have. We've got to work with what we have and we've got to educate people and uh New Yorkers are not shy about expressing their opinions. I'm sure he's reading the newspapers. I even saw in the, the post the other day that de Blasio apologized for kind of bungling the yes, last Yes, he did. Yes, months. he did. All of a sudden, we're looking to him as our great angel compared to the guy we've got now. Listen, I love you. I, I want to remind you that I did not stay for dinner last night because I had to get home quickly. I so know, I you owe me dinner. You owe me dinner. Okay, okay, but you got the Buster Keaton movie. I want you to watch that. Yes, I will. Because it has will, the best scenes of all of his movies. And after you've seen that, then we'll, deep, we'll do a deeper dive into Buster Keaton. Thank you, sweetheart. And I'm going away for the weekend, and I'm going to watch Buster Keaton movies. Thank you, sweetie. Take care. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.